and listeners, welcome to this weekend interview with your host, Anthony Drago. It's always a pleasure to be with you on a Wednesday night, 8 p.m., and as usual, I want to say thank you for joining us, making this weekend interview a part of your weekly schedule. For all the regular listeners who join us every Wednesday, I want to say welcome back. I hope you had a great week. If tonight is your first time listening to us, uh, welcome, welcome aboard. I hope uh, you will become a regular listener after after tonight. Uh, yeah, I think our show is that good that all it takes is one time and um, you become a regular listener. But seriously, this weekend interview is intended to be a show that provides information to you from a different perspective. And what I mean by a different perspective, uh, it means that you the information you get... The, with us is not what you will get from being able to turn on your television or switch on your radio or, or pull up a newspaper. We approach it from a different angle. And not only that, at the end of the hour, we like to know that there is something that you can do about the information that you just got. Uh, as the host of this weekend interview, I have you know, the enviable um, job of talking with incredible people, having conversations with incredible people. And I have the honor and the privilege to be able to share those information with you. So tonight is no exception. For the last few weeks, we've been hopping around the OECS. We've, we, we, we went to um, St. Vincent. We, we stopped off in Haiti. Um, and tonight is no exception. Tonight we are going to Grenada. We also was in, uh, had a guest from, from St. Kitts. So tonight our guest is from the beautiful Spice Island of Grenada. Um, I, used to, I used to say that Grenada is my second Caribbean home. But, it, but it's just that I have a lot of friends from Grenada, a lot of special people um, from Grenada. And as a teenager, I, I went to Grenada to hike. So I actually have walked all over Grenada. Very, very similar um, topography and climate and, and, and people to, to Dominica. Well, I think all across the OECS, our people are very similar. And, um, I, you know, I, up in Guava, I think it was, I, I ran into some of the older folks who could speak Creole. And, and they were very excited to um, speak Creole with me. I sat on the step with them speaking Creole. Um, uh, somebody was in the yard ironing with a goose. I remember what a goose is. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm dating myself. But yeah, um, Grenada, Grenada is one of the islands that I think, well, it's been a while that I, that I used to know well because I have walked all over the island. So that's where our guest is from tonight. Uh, she's from, from the island of Grenada. And of course, 
the, the people who we get are persons who are doing a lot. They wear many hats. And she is familiar with tourism. She, she worked with the Grenada um, Tourism Authority. She's a former director of sales, the Grenada Tourism Authority in Canada. And right now she's involved in the OCS Nationals Council and the Grenada Independence Planning Committee and several other um, activities that she's involved with. Uh, one of the reasons why I sought out uh, a Grenadian to talk to this week is because uh, remember last week Wednesday I mentioned briefly that there was a referendum in Grenada where the people had to make a choice um, to replace the Privy Council with the Caribbean Court of Justice as the final Court of Appeal. And there were a few other items on the referendum, a few other proposed amendments to the Constitution, and they were all turned down. And, and so I really wanted to seek somebody out from Grenada to talk about that, excuse me, talk about that a little bit. And, and, and so tonight, our special guest is from Grenada, and I, I, I grab your seats. I'm going to, as usual, we're going to start the show by playing the Caricom Anthem. Because if you're a regular listener, you know that is one of my passions. I have to you know, work towards seeing the Caribbean islands come together as one nation. I don't think there's much of a future for us if we continue to try to approach the world as individual specks on the map. What a powerful nation we would be if we were all one. And um, maybe the OECS islands have to take the lead and, and maybe start there. But it's something that I advocate. And so... Every Wednesday night, I start the show by listening to the beautiful Mikkel Henderson do the Caricom Anthem. So let's do that now, and when we come back, we're going to go to our guest and have this um, exciting conversation. I'm really looking forward to our discussion tonight, and I think you will agree with me at the end of the hour that it was a, a tremendous um, conversation. So hang in there. Let's listen to Mikkel, and we'll be right back. Fathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage, our freedom was gained. Focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your voices high. Sing of your Caribbean pride. Sing it loud and strong. Feel the hearts beat as one. Celebrate in song as we rise to heights where we You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee... 
24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. At the end, there was a little bit of um, Christmas parang from Grenada, Mitanticom. Um, it's Christmas season. Um, it was the Caribbean people. We we celebrate Christmas. Some of us take our Christmas celebrations pretty seriously. So special shout out to all my Grenadian listeners, wherever you are. Tonight, our focus is on Grenada. And I should say Grenada, Piti Martinique, and Cariacou. Um, although that was one of the questions on the referendum that I listened to earlier that, that got turned down. But tonight um, we have a very special guest. Uh, her name is uh, Ms. Dawn Francois, and she resides in Toronto. She is the former director of Grenada Tourism Authority, a director of sales. And um, she's also she's an expert in tourism, and, and, and I think tourism is such an important part of Caribbean life that I, I was super excited when when she was introduced to me and I found out that her, her field of expertise is, is in tourism. She's also involved in the OECS National Council in Toronto and a part of the Grenada Independence Planning Committee. I'm sure there's quite a few other things that she's involved with, um, but we will start there because I want to extend a very warm uh, this week in interview, welcome to to Don Don Francois. Welcome, Don, to this week in interview. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. It was super excited to have you. And um, I, I, in talking to you, I, I find out that you you won several several hats. But let's talk about the the, the activities that you involved with. Or in, as part of the OECS National Council, um, you know, let's start there, and, and we'll find our way to all the other interesting things. Eventually, maybe talk a little bit about the referendum that just got um, conducted in Grenada. But let's let's give the audience a little bit of a, of an introduction to Don. Who is Don Francois? What do you what and what do you do? Well, I, as you said, um, the former director of sales for Grenada Tourism Authority. So I was responsible for sales within Canada. 
Um, my background is travel and tourism, and I've been in that industry for over 30 years. Am I aging myself here? It's an area I'm very passionate about in, in giving the opportunity to, to serve and with my country. Um, challenging, but it was very enjoyable. And I continue to build on that um, to help promote the Caribbean on a hold uh, um, in my new adventures of, of starting my own company, which is International Travel Events. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit, uh, because you have, you have a number of years' experience as uh, a person in travel, travel and tourism sector, and now you, 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 you're branching off. And, and trying to do it on your own. What what exactly are you trying to offer um, the client? Well, you know, I have done various parts in the, in the, in the travel industry. I've done uh, the wholesale, the retail, sales rep for an airline, and then into tourism. And I'm trying to give that authentic experience to a traveler, and which is missing, which is what your tourist board can't do for you or the tour operators can't do. So we're giving you that VIP treatment, and what, what it really does is trying to understand what motivates the traveler and work with the travel agents, the tourist boards, ground transportation to see how we can customize itineraries that will give that experience. And as you know, travel has changed a lot. People are looking for um, the different niches to experience the culture. You know, they're not just looking for just the beach and the warm of the, you know, of the Caribbean anymore. They want some personal enrichment, adventure, and the unique experience, such as even um, culinary, is taking the lead now. So, often things like cooking courses while they're away, whatever it is they're looking for, we will make it happen for them, but with a VIP treatment. So, so you basically we put in together. So like a package, and somebody goes down, and you help design the experience. Yes, the experience is what we're after. Like the travel agents will get the groups, and you know your tour operator will put the hotel and the air together, and then you get there, and then you're looking for that tour. You don't understand much of what you're doing, so we're saying, tell us exactly what it is you want to do. And if they say, well, we want to do a cooking course, we'll make that happen, but with a VIP treatment, it will be a private cooking class. You want to do a tour where we customize that tour that you can stop and have lunch at one of our favorite restaurants. We make a theme night. You want to bring your pasta. You want to, you know, we cook pasta night for you if that's what you want. So it's whatever that's motivating you, whatever taste your, your, your taste buds are, we'll make it happen. But again, it's a, we're working with the tourist boards. We're working with ground, ground transportation and with travel agents. So when their clients come in, and they're telling them they want to travel to a destination, but they're unsure of the destination. That's where we come in, and we will take their hands and lead them. So do you mostly focus in Grenada, or you do some of the other islands as well? No, 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 no. Um, although I'm Grenadian, um, we focus, it's, it's international. I will even do it within Canada. Um, but for 2017, our first two groups is fortunate into Grenada. So, uh, February of 2017, there's a group of 57, wow. and it's called Taking Fitness to Grenada. 
So they will do some fitness while they're in Grenada. So we're not just stopping and just going for vacation. If it's a soccer group, and in this case, it's a fitness group. In April, it's a group of 47 ladies. So it's somewhat a ladies' escape. And whatever, again, as I said, was motivating them, whatever they want, we are giving it to them. So they want to look at the cooking courses. We are going to do that. They want to do chocolate tasting. We're going to get that. You want to have a chocolate massage? We're going to get that for you. So this is how we build in the company on, on what the client wants, what they want to experience, that authentic experience that they're looking for. We are customizing it and taking it to the agents, taking it to the tourist board. That sounds super exciting. No, it is. I'm excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> so some of the challenges that that I think exists in the Caribbean is the logistics getting around getting well. Me being from Dominica, my pet peeve is getting to Dominica, but Grenada doesn't have that same challenge. You can get to Grenada in one day, but I mean, what what are some of the what are some of the hurdles and the challenges that you that you have to overcome that that makes your work a little more challenging than it should be? You think? Well, you're correct. Location in in getting to Grenada is is very challenging as it stands right now. We only have one airline offering direct service into Grenada, which is Air Canada. However, there are other gateways you can use. You can go through Miami. You can go through Buffalo and then on to JFK with JetBlue. You can go on from Toronto to JFK with Delta Airlines. But the direct flight is only with Air Canada. Um, It's seasonal that we get two flights per week, and then it goes to one flight per week. So that's a challenge. And if you're out west, then you're having to connect in Toronto can make your day very long. So right. you're losing a day sometimes traveling and on the return also. Right, both directions. So that's a challenge. Yeah, and then, I mean, the cost of all airfare is high, as it is throughout the Caribbean. You know, places like Jamaica and Cuba, well, of course, you get much cheaper flight, and you have the option of all the all-inclusive, and all-inclusive packages is exactly what the Canadian market is looking for because Canadians just want to travel with their passports. They don't want to carry money with them. They just want to get there and have it all. Right. So those are the things that the market is really looking for, too. So that's a trend, that's a trend that you, you're seeing that um, clients are looking for an all-inclusive package more than yes. and, and probably a destination type so so for example Grenada is similar to Dominica so hiking must be big in Grenada right and hiking yes that's that's a big um that's taking out very big there's something called hashing and in Grenada which is very popular as you know we have a, the medical school there mm-hmm. and what it is is that on a Saturday they will all congregate at one spot usually at the beginning as we say, a local rum shop, and they will hike through the, you know, the forest, and they, they will experience the natural beauty of Grenada, and then they'll come back and meet, and they'll have drinks, and, you know, and it's for anybody. Any, anybody can join, whatever the age group. But we're seeing a lot more that we, uh, diving is very popular in Grenada now. So we see a lot of people going into snorkeling in Grenada, we're seeing a lot of people going in a little chocolate. I don't know if you know that we 
have a really good chocolate in Grenada. I did not know and that. We have a chocolate festival. Oh, yes, so we're doing have a very well. Festival with, in Grenada. We have a chocolate festival. Usually, it's in May. Wow. And um, now, honey. I think we were just voted the best honey in the world. So you know, Grenada has a lot to be proud of. So that's the start of experience. Yes. Wow. Well, we're not just noted for our spices. Spice. We got a lot going for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but, that, but, but you see what I mean? Uh, I don't know that. You, I don't even yes. know that that honey Grenada has a honey industry. I should. Yeah, know. we have to get you some chocolate and some honey. Yeah, and and, and maybe go down for the choc- for the chocolate festival. <laughs> And then we have Spice Mars, uh, which is our carnival, which, which happens in August. Well, I've, I've done and, that And before. that draws yeah. a lot. I oh, run, have you? Yeah, I run Jab Jab in Sitters one year. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. I, oh, I, that's I'm, good. I'm familiar with the, with the carnival part of it. Well, let's say you So you have to go to Jab Jab in the city. And then you have to try the honey and the chocolate. Right. <laughs> and we have good rum too, right? Well, the rum yeah. is getting out there too. And and you know this I um I had some of some of the rum and the packaging is beautiful. They the packaging really, is very really beautiful. Up, uh, with the with the type of the bottles and the labels and all yeah. that. Yeah. And now we're making it travel proof for you because at one time a uh, rum was so strong that you couldn't um get into Canada with it and so now there's like a 69% proof, I think, now that they're making. <laughs> and you can have like a, a, a rum punch made, of like a passion fruit rum punch, which is really good. So yeah. there are lots of different flavors, too, that you That's can awesome. have. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And not the jack iron. You can't, so you cannot travel with jack iron. <laughs> you say, I know my no, rums, you right? To, <laughs> you, you know your rum. You have to stay put and drink that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. The jack iron is something else. That, and, um, and the river rum, the river rum is really And the rivers, well, rivers, are, yes, as you know, that distillery is one of the oldest in the in the hemisphere right now. Nothing has has changed with that. I mean, everything is still done by hand. And I experienced it for the first time in 2014, and I was amazed at, you know, to see the labels done by hand, you know, the bottlings done by hand, the cane through the mill is done by hand. So it's a very good experience that when you're next year in Grenada to make sure and, and visit the distillery. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can draw in one of our tours that we're taking to Grenada. <laughs> That's on, that's it's on. easy for you to get to Grenada from, from the JFK, from the USA I'm now. You have you have Delta going, I think, twice twice a week. American Airlines, you got JetBlue. Yeah, You've got a lot of gateways out to the US to Grenada. That is awesome. No, I mean just just talking about it is so exciting. I can see where if the marketing is done right, the the tourist um, the tourist product should be able to. To, to sell itself almost. It just you have to present it to to the right clientele. Well that is true, right? Because tourism is, is, is highly competitive. It's a highly competitive industry. And it requires really a really good marketing plan that can capture um, the essence, you know, of, of what people are looking for and making them aware of the local tourism offerings. You know and you know the Caribbean really needs to remain and and focus on, on on that. And so far, so far, most of the Caribbean countries have based the development on tourism and what they have to offer. You know the nice sceneries, the beaches, 
you know, natural resources. So they have to keep building that. And I, I actually say marketing tourism is like a lady's closet. You have to keep changing it ever so often, <laughs> you know, to keep the, 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 the traveler enticed. You know, we can't keep the same year-round because you want to make your destination a year-round destination. So you're focusing on your niche market and the time of the year it's because it's seasonal. What it is you're going to focus in on at that time. But in terms of in terms of planning, and, and I'm asking you that because you, I mean, you were involved at, at the level, uh, at the governmental level, uh, as as the director of sales for Canada, and and you made this statement that a lot of the Caribbean islands are seeing tourism as as one of their main income earners. Uh-huh. But it, I, me looking in from the outside, I I don't see them doing the groundwork that's required. For one, I think the Caribbean is just too difficult to get from one island to the next. Um, it's expensive. The hotels are expensive. Uh, and and to me, sometimes the experience is a hit or miss. I I don't know if I'm if I'm I have a diff if you are you on the inside of the industry have a different perspective. Um, to me, the the packaging and the consistency um, has some work to do. What 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 what? Are you aware of any type of particular planning? Do they coordinate their planning among the islands? Are you aware of anything like that? Well, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, like the Caribbean, some of the Caribbean islands, I would say, are, are extremely expensive, um, and no Caribbean to Caribbean islands are the same. With that said, um, I think there's more to be done um, in the pricing, getting to some of the Caribbean islands. And I think the challenge of that is because of the limited airlift that we have, for example, into Grenada. You know, we do have Caribbean Airlines, but Caribbean Airlines go via Trinidad. Right. So that increases, if you're trying to build a package, and, and the restrictions of the dates of, of operation of the flights do. So trying to build a package, which is called an FIT, of, of buying the air separately and the hotel separately and putting it together, becomes very expensive at times. And other times you can, you know, spend time on the website looking for a low fare and then finding accommodation. I think what needs to be done is a better collaboration with tour operators in the pricing Mm-hmm. and how they offer it to the consumer. Um, more and more you see travelers also looking at alternate uh, accommodation. You know, sometimes they want to just experience the, 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 the culture, and some of them may offer to stay with a family, or they're looking at bed and breakfast. Now we have Airbnb taking over quite a lot, you know. In the in the Caribbean, you know, I was actually looking at how much it's, it's growing in Grenada. You know, so that's going to be a bit of a competition for the hotel if they don't start reducing their prices or offering even the diaspora rates to experience their own country as a tourism. Because, you know, a lot of us go back home, but we don't experience it as a tourist because we go to our family. Right. And sometimes we do want to stay in a hotel, but we just can't afford it because it's too expensive. It's expensive, right. You know, but they do offer some rates, the paracom rate, but it's not publicized, and it's something they need to offer more. 
to encourage that. Right, because we you know, are a market. We Caribbean people are a market. If it's convenient enough, uh, you know, it's a long weekend. If we could get there after work on a yeah. Friday and come back up on a Monday evening, I think it's. Do- I think that's that's a market that's untapped. You know. Well, and even even a number of years ago, um, Liat Airlines used to have an island hopper fare. You paid one rate, and you can see three islands. That has been, you know, long gone, but it's something, again, the government could look at, you know, how can we offer, you know, one price, three islands. Exactly. And we promote each other. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and, and that's something I think they should look at. So, Don, tell the listeners, you haven't mentioned the name of your company and how and how you can get in touch with you. and, and So, the name of the company, it's called International Travel Events. So whatever the event is, we can do it for you. We're not just a travel event of, let's say, Grenada recently launched um, in 2016, the first music festival. The second one will be held in May of this of 2017. So we are looking at that, of, of that interest of how to help promote that in the Canadian market. You know, doing our jazz festival here, getting groups that might be interested to go to Grenada. What kind of music um, do you play in the festival? It was a variety of music. We had uh, we had musician artists from Africa. We had Jamaica. We had Canada. We had the U.S. I'm not sure of the lineup yet for for this year, okay. but it was really good. We had local. We had Osoka in there too, mm-hmm. and it was it was well attended. It was very well attended for the first. So I'm looking forward to the second. We also um, sort of help within the the tourism board of of putting events together for them as trade shows, you know, or if a tourism board, let's say, has a trade show in Toronto and there's one in Montreal, but it's just the one person, we will fill in for them, having the expertise of what it is they want and how they want to promote the country. So we kind of have an understanding of that. So we can offer that service. All right. So it's international travel events. You have a website? An international travel events. Mm-hmm. It's dot com. Right. And the phone number is 416-995-1581. And you're on Facebook as well? Not yet. Not yet. We get in there. <laughs> right, we get in there. Events. Yes, you know, benefit from all of those years of experience in the tourism industry. So, listeners, if you joined, if you joined after we started, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Miss Don Francois. Um, John Don is originally from Grenada. Uh, she currently is out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, ex- uh, expert, very well familiar with the tourism industry particularly in the Caribbean, but also internationally. And uh, she has a number of years working for the Grenadian government promoting tourism in Canada. And she has just started her own um, company uh, providing providing experiences, packaged, designed, um, creative experiences for travelers. And so if, you, if you're looking to go on vacation, Check it, check her out there. You might be able to just tag along into one of the groups that she's organizing, or you could contact and she could organize a group around your idea of a vacation. 
So then, you know, we, we look forward to, to seeing all of the good things that you do. And, of course, um, you know you can always come back to this weekend interview on TDN Radio uh, to, 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 to tell, give, give listeners information about, about what you are doing in terms of travel. I want to switch gears a little bit uh, because you being from Grenada, I, I don't know how much you how much you have your finger on the pulse, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you sound like you you in tune with what's going on. And, on the um, hot topic, I well, topics of interest. I, I I know there was a referendum in Grenada recently where well the one that caught my attention was was the attempt to replace the Privy Council as the final Court of Appeal, replace it with the Caribbean Court of Justice, uh, mm -hmm. among some other items that they were, that they were proposing. And um, the Grenadian people who voted, um, did not, it did not carry. Do you, I mean, uh, are you familiar with, with, the, with those referendum and those items? You could, you know, let's talk about oh, yeah. that a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well... I, I I think my perspective on this is um, there's a lot of work that has been put into this, and I think if I can recall, um, I think this was started way back in 2009 of trying to educate the people on the referendum. But um, I think that the perception for some is that it could have been political, and they see this as politics being played in different ways. And for that reason... Some of it, and maybe the languages and some of the bills, um, I don't think um, had reached right. you know the but, masses very well. And there were there were quite a few items that that were being that were presented all at once. Um, for example, I know there was a proposal to limit the terms that a prime minister can serve consecutively to three three consecutive terms. Uh, right to, to fix the date of elections, right. Uh, so that was there. There was like Bill Two was the same. The Election Boundaries Commission and the Bill One was the Caribbean Court of Justice. Right. Um, to call the Supreme Court in Grenada, the Eastern Caribbean Supreme Court, and I, I think all of those. Um, I think Caracu probably voted to have the passport say Grenada, Caracu, and Piggy Martin. We're trying to change the name of the state. So, so it would reflect Grenada, Caracu, Grenada, Caracu, and, and Pichu Martini. Okay. Because at present, our parts board just says Grenada. Right. So we always have to be careful when we speak of Grenada that we include of Grenada, Caracu, and Pichu Martini. Before you have a So that was one hand, of the bills. Right? I'm sorry? Before carrier I, Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, like, I mean... To me, Bill 1, 2, 3, you know, um, 3, 3, 4, I, I think the only one that probably stood out, which I, I, I think was Bill 6, and I think everybody's probably focusing on on Bill 6, and as a result, it was a no vote to everything else. What was Bill 6? Bill 6 was the Constitution of Grenada Rights and Freedoms to amend, to amend Bill 2016. And basically, it was to protect the intellectual property, to protect children generally, whether they were born in and out of wedlock, or to guarantee any funded education to all children under the age of 16 and those with disabilities under the age of 18. 
and to guarantee gender equality so that both men and women could have equal rights and status. So I, I think a lot was read into this, and I, I, I think this was probably the deciding factor for, for most. So a lot, a lot of the discussion was centered around this rights and freedom. But, yes. But but yeah. But there was. I mean, you said rights of children, um, women. Rights of rights, children with disabilities, disabilities, equality for men and women. You know, so, um, establishing directive principles regarding the protection of the environment. You know, I, and intellectual property rights and that sort of thing. Yeah. So are you aware yeah, I, of what the opposition was, or what the what I guess what the concerns were that that may have. Not really. It varies. And I mean, I don't really want to speculate on a lot of it because, right. uh, as I said, most of it, it seems like at the end um, that was used. And, and again, the, the perception that this could have been, you know, being played as, as politics. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, that's that's pretty much where the no vote came in. Right. But I, I do believe, um, you know, if the two parties got together and shared the interests of each other best for the country, I, I believe once they could reach the threshold, which is two-thirds, <laughs> then, you know, some of the bills might be able to be revisited. When you say two-thirds, two-thirds of the persons who voted had to vote in favor yes. of right to pass. Okay. That's right, yeah. It's a very high threshold. Right, because it's a constitutional amendment. Yes. You know, just so so for listeners, I, 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 we talk about the Caribbean Court of Justice on this week in interview a lot because that is one of the mm-hmm. that's one of the issues I'm really interested in because I, I I I am really passionate about the Caribbean becoming one country, and right. I, I see the Caribbean Court of Justice as a very crucial and essential part of that whole coming together. So, you know, our mm-hmm. judicial system should be robust and should be of our own. And so exactly, I, I was very disappointed in that aspect of it. I didn't realize that there were so many other um, proposed um, amendments that were tagged with it. And, and I guess maybe, maybe there should be a little bit of more leadership on behalf of the courts. I know they did. They do some work because you can get some information from them, but I know Saint Vincent had a similar referendum two years ago that was defeated, and uh, and Antigua was supposed to have theirs in October, and they postponed it because they didn't think that they had sufficiently educated the public right. to, to have a successful go at it. So. It would seem like maybe some leadership from the court, or, or whether it's whether it's a committee that's put together by the various governments to to have like a, a drive throughout the Caribbean, educating people, um, trying to find out what their concerns are, addressing those concerns because it just it, it is is looking really really bad that as Caribbean people we continue to think that. A privy council in in London can better provide us with justice than a court of than our own Caribbean. That is so true. Yeah, that is so true. And 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 you know, people. I know in discussion, persons are very concerned about proximity to the people of the 
the people who act. Proximity of them in the sense of um, people see a lot of what they perceive to be collusion among attorneys and um, some some rulings of the courts that they think are not straight along the lines of justice. And and so they sort of think that the Privy Council being from outside of the Caribbean is not as easily influenced. So, for example... Right. If, if, it would be if, more objective. Right. So if you have a case yes. and you take it up, the, the lawyer might know the judge. Maybe they went to law school together <laughs> or they meet in conferences. Yes. <laughs> persons are concerned. Yes. I mean, those are legitimate So you can concerns. see why this can be voted against. You, you just explained it, how someone could, could read into this. Right, right. You know, not seeing the greater benefit because one of the things that they're not taking into consideration to is the time factor in which they have to send this to the PV Council to wait and what the cost. There's a, there's a huge cost. Yeah, the cost is prohibitive. <laughs> I think the average, person, yeah. the average person cannot afford to take a case before they afford to pay. It's so it, it costs the government um, to, to, to have this done. You know, so I guess, you know, some more education on, on, on this and, and maybe... You know, um, I think there was there were seven bills in all. So maybe just probably taking a few of those that the, the country can benefit from, that people understand, and and present those again. And I think if both parties come together and and agree, um, I'm pretty sure this could be done. I'm pretty sure. And I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I think it's I think it's beyond time. Uh, because, like I said, having the Privy Council as the final court of appeal is denying justice to a number of people who find yes. the just the logistics of getting to London, the cost that's just prohibitive. So, so even yeah. if even if you think that the justice from the CCJ might not be ideal, just the fact that it's more accessible should be should be you know a, a starting point in helping to make the argument for it. Mm-hmm. Unfort- so mm-hmm. and, and and the Rights and Freedom Act. Oh, being 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 in New York, when I hear Rights and Freedom Act, my mind immediately goes to um to gender issues. Um, I know Caribbean people are very very sensitive to to anything that yes. suggests homosexuality. Uh, yes. And plus gay people yes. having freedom yes. to, to do whatever. So that may have played into it. I'm guessing. And, and and I think I think that is what may have been the interpretation of 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 that. Right, right, right. And, you know, like, and we have to be respectful to all and 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 their beliefs. You right. know, mm-hmm. but um, maybe there'll be another way this could be approached or reworded or you know right, some right, more right. Um, education on what exactly it is. And then the turnout the turnout for the for the referendum was pretty low. Only uh, only thirty percent of the electors chose to participate, right? Yeah, and there was a lot. There was a lot of, of work done on this, and I am I know there was a lot of forums being held on it. Mm-hmm. But again, I am not sure how um, well received it was, or, or the understanding of it. You know. Um, Sometimes we have to break it down a little bit more for us to understand. Right. So maybe maybe a different approach. I I don't know how they they'll, they'll do it, but I, I'm sure they'll find a way to do it. And people 
will understand. And I think, you know, like, I would like to see Grenada, Caracol, and Piti Martinique on the passport so everybody can feel included. And it <laughs> you comes, know? I mean, it comes right full circle back to you as a travel professional. I, I think I, you have a role to play in there as well for one uh, promoting travel among the islands between the islands among that the is islands true. that that that, that is, true. is crucial and um, and things like just like for example simple thing like a passport reflecting the true name well the name yeah. reflecting the true nature of the country yeah because, I mean, ever so often in, in making any speech and you say Grenada, you, you tend to have to always correct yourself as Grenada, Karakul, and Piti Martinique, you know. So I, I think it will give them a sense of, of dignity that, yes, we feel that we we know we are Grenadians, but we are Karakunians. You know, we want to be on that passport. So let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's let's come back to to your passion um, for travel, tourism, tourism. Yeah. Yes, tourism. Yeah. What what do you sense is happening with the with the cruise industry? Are you are you in the, involved in that? Are you well, the cruise industry is, is 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 actually will always survive <laughs> because it's a one price. You pay one price and you get everything. And more and more of using um, take cruises as a way to experience the island and then decide which island they would like to visit for a longer stay. So it, it's, it's, it's one way to see many islands for one cost. And that goes back to exactly what you... I, I didn't think about it. I thought it was, you know, I'm thinking about, you see, I'm thinking about, okay, there's the cruise industry and then there's the destination part yep. where but but you yep. were saying that the two of them can can feed off each other exactly exactly because i mean in, in my past post you would hear people say I, I visited grenada and it was from a cruise and we've been back for a holiday you know after visiting so many islands we decided we wanted to go back to grenada you know so it goes with different caribbean islands somebody would say you know like i really like st kitts but it's just giving you that experience all at once, the experience of Caribbean Island, and say which one you'd like to go back as a destination, or maybe one, or maybe two, you know. But it's, it's, it's the cost, again, that people are looking at, and then the cost of cruise has gone down substantially from what it used to be years ago. So it's more affordable, you know, and people can do like a seven-day, some people can do like a three-day, and it's not as easy as it used to be years ago. Um, Jamaica and the Bahamas were the only islands then that was offering like a three-day stay. You can go on a, a Thursday, come back on a Sunday. Right. Now, you can do that with Barbados because Barbados have daily flights. They have lots of different carriers going and in Tiga, to Barbados. Yeah. You know, you know, we see St. Lucia is doing well with their tourism. They're, they're very... Have, you know, on their marketing, they do a lot of marketing. You see Cuba, Cuba is doing exceptionally well. You know, Dominican Republic, Mexico is doing well. And you, you, again, you see people looking for that all-inclusive package. And travel is changing on a whole. You know, people are looking more at active or adventure trips. They're looking for travel with their family now. They're looking for celebration travel. Destination weddings is on the rise. 
multi-generational travelers on the rise. So you'll see Cuba being one of the most popular fast-changing destinations for 2017. Right, because, the, because yeah, and in the news right now, yeah. Exactly. And everybody is trying to get that unique cultural experience before any changes, before you start finding McDonald's or Burger King <laughs> on every corner. <laughs> so they want to get to Cuba right now. So they're, they're doing well, you know, as I, as I say, the challenges for the other is, 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 yes, we're competitive, but the pricing is very, very um, high for us. Do you? And I, I, Go ahead. I, I think what needs to be done, the Caribbean on a whole needs to come together and see how they can reduce the cost, work with the tour operators in reducing costs um, to make the Caribbean more affordable. Because because the Caribbean people treat the Caribbean like it's a premium destination. But there should be you should be able to distinguish uh, you know the more expensive experience that somebody wants to target that particular market and then the the regular working people who have a week off from work and just want to go have a good time in Grenada or St. Lucia or Dominica. But let me, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question a little bit. Uh, because every so often we hear about incidents that happen in terms of safety and security. Are you getting any of that vibe from from the people that you that, that you try to market to, that, that they, they're starting to think that the Caribbean may not be as safe as it used to be? In terms of crime or, you know? Each island is each island is different. Um, you know, I think the Caribbean is still safe, uh, and, and it, as travelers, we all have to, you know, make sure that we do our due diligence and, and that we are aware of our surroundings. Too often, we find that tourists um, get to the destination and they see us freedom. You know, things that we won't do, like in Canada or in the U.S., we want to do it in the Caribbean. We want to take that stroll at midnight to see the moon. You know, I think we always have to um, be cautious of, of that. But I, I think it's relatively still a safe. I mean, I could speak for Grenada. Um, we're relatively still a safe destination. Um, you know, we've had one or two incidents, but, I mean, that's, we still leave our doors open. We're still a warm, friendly island, you know. So safety is not is not a is not a, a hill that you no. that a concern that you're getting from your from your no. no, 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 no. I think what I, I hear from everybody is the Grenadians are so warm. You know, they're so friendly. Right. You know, and and that's what we are. We we're we're an island where we're very. Caring, loving, warm. We welcome everybody, you know. So people love going back to Grenada. Plus all the spices, the smell of all those spices and the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know about the chocolate. <laughs> and the honey. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know, we have a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know? Grenada and Lucia doing doing really well in terms of trying to package it, trying to package it properly. I when I started the show I was saying that I used to consider Grenada as my second Caribbean home because you know as a teenager we um we went hiking there and um mm-hmm. I I remember um I think it was in Guav 
as well as we, <laughs> we were walking by and there were some ladies, some older women sitting on their step, you know, in the afternoon. And I said hi and I, they asked me where I was from. I said Dominic and they started speaking Creole to me. So, well, it's interesting that you, you brought that up because at our OECS uh, farewell for Michael Willis, the former uh, Council General for uh, St. Lucia, mm-hmm. we were talking about that. And there's some parts in, in Grenada that you can still find a bit of it from, from the older ones. Uh, unfortunately, the younger ones, we, we never picked it up. Right. You right. know, but it, it's nice to hear that it's still there. And it's well, that was a, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one. it's still there. We still have some old folks still. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you've been to Boerview, you know that's where the, the uh fish fry is on a Friday. So Gorv is known as, as the town of fish and every Friday evening um right. you can go up to Gorv and you can get fish or any seafood done anyhow, any style that you like it. And you know, <laughs> you, you know talking about friendly people in Grenville, uh we were camping at the school. This, we were night uh-huh. school, and some of the local people came and they did an oil dung for us. You know, Grenada. I guess it's Grenada national dish, the oil dung. If, if, well, now <laughs> I have to ask: Are you sure you're Dominican or Grenadian? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gulf, such as in Grenville. I know Gulf, Grenada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I good. Like, so you've experienced Grenada. Yeah. And that's the type, oh, that's and, good and to hear. Tourism, that's the type of that's the type of travel destination that works for the Caribbean. You know. So that's the adventure part of the yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. That's the packages. And you see, that's exactly what I'm saying. We need to build on, on these packages, that adventure trip, where you can go around the island, where you can probably spend a night in Gorv, a night in Grenville, right. to experience the island. Because most of our hotels are centrally located in, in the town of St. George. So the tourist goes around and they stop and they see some of the waterfalls and the, the nutmeg plantations. But it's it's getting that experience that we're trying to change. And that, you it, know, there's it, a hotel it, out in Satez. Right. Sorry? Yeah, we're in the Satez. And by the Granite yeah. and by the lake, it looks exactly like, um, almost like Dominica's freshwater lake area. It looks very, oh, really? very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just showing you well, that I know Grenada. So you don't need a tour guide to go to Grenada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you find it. Well, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's really good. That's <laughs> really good. But it would be really good to see um, the Caribbean in a whole, um, you know, try to promote each other. And especially, as I always say, the diaspora, the ambassadors of the countries. So who else better to sell it exactly. than, than, than way out here? To to um, to the, the travelers, and, and the reason I was just, talking about all my experiences in Grenada is not to show off that I know. Yeah, it's to show off that I know Grenada, but hey, you know, also, you can show off. It's to also <laughs> is to highlight the fact that as Caribbean people, it feels so good when we can talk about more than one island in an intimate way. You know, like like Barbados. Most of us go to Barbados because that's where we go to get our our American visa and that sort of thing. But when you can when you can talk about Barbados and more talk about more than just Bridgetown, you can talk about Saint Lucia, and you know you spend some time in Grosley, or you, you 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 as Caribbean people we have to really promote that type of travel among our islands a little bit more, and I'm pushing that really hard because I really want to see the Caribbean come together as one country, really. 
And you know, that's one of the things that I actually became part of the OECS because it's, you know, the grouping of, of these nine countries coming together allow us to to showcase our talents, our culture with one another and help to promote all in, a, in the same area. Um, last, not last year, we did a, um, a food fair um, and we had a different countries uh, participate. So we're hoping to build on that, that we can promote a lot more together jointly and as such encourage diaspora travel among our islands. Because, I mean, we, we are going elsewhere. And you, you'll find that maybe somebody from St. Lucia has never been to Grenada or never been to Dominica or never been to St. Vincent. Exactly. But, but we all tour it. They come to New York. There's nothing wrong with that, but, you, but you know, we, we're closer. So as you said, maybe the cost is a barrier, but I, I don't think it's necessarily only the cost. I think it's more of a, a deliberate and a determined planning to market it to, to the other islands. That's right. Because we don't promote within each country. Right. We don't have Antigua going to Grenada to promote tourism. We don't have Grenada going to Dominica to promote tourism. You know, and you might have a friend that say, come along with me. But I think this is where we need to start. Right. And and that's one of the reasons, uh, um, you know, being part of the OECS is sort of giving me that insight as, as to how even my company could assist in making that happen. And that's, it, 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 that's exactly right. You, you seem to be well positioned to facilitate that type of, of collaboration. And, and you know, right. uh, on this weekend interview, we always try to, to give the audience something to do based on the information that they have. So your, your, your homework, obviously, that way, is to find somebody <laughs> from a different island and invite them to come to your island or invite, ask them to go to their island with them or, or plan your next vacation and find out from them what's a good place to visit if I were to go to Grenada. Exactly. 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 Well, I know you have a very big event that happens in Dominica in, in November. And the last weekend in October, the Creole Festival. The last weekend in October? Last weekend in October. Okay. Friday. So those are the things I'll be looking at. I'll be looking at all the the islands and seeing what the events are and how it will entice the traveler that seeks that adventure. Certainly. So don't we put it together. Believe it or not, it's nine PM. We've 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 had (laughs) a delightful conversation for the last hour. Almost forty-five minutes, almost an hour. So let me. That was enjoyable. Let me um, give you the opportunity to to again tell listeners where they can find um, your your company. Give them a you know just just closing remarks. Um, so it's international travel events. The telephone number is four one six nine nine five one five eight one. Our email address is international travel at gmail.com international travel at gmail events international travel events travel events at gmail.com all right listeners there you have it uh as i promised you at the top of the hour wonderful conversation we were going to have with with this young lady uh, miss um, dawn francois and i want to say dawn i'm I'm really appreciative of of you taking time to come on the show 
know that you have an open mic here that you can come back. Let us know what's going on when your when your group comes back or before they go in February. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the experiences they have. Maybe we can maybe we can organize a, a golf tour. Um, of the, go to two or three islands. Uh, that would be that would be cool. That'd be something I'd be interested that in. That would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good. Well, I wish you all, I want to all thank you so much. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. It was a delightful conversation. The pleasure was mine. And of course, likewise. All right. Thank you. You take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another episode of This Week in Interview. Uh, very gracious guest uh, is Dawn Francois. She's in Toronto, expert on the tourism product, very knowledgeable of the different aspects of the of the tourism product. I hope you learned something from us tonight as 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 you contemplate your next vacation. Let's um let's plan to visit Another island. Let's 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 see how we can promote the Caribbean. And the other the other topic that we touched on was this referendum of the Caribbean Court of Justice. There's enough information out there about it. You can Google it. Uh, make yourself comfortable with the idea of a Caribbean court. Talk to your folks back home. The importance of it, you know. Until until somebody has a a, a case that they appeal on the local level and they appeal to the Eastern Caribbean Court, and they need to go further. And then the Supreme Council, I mean, the Privy Council just seems like it's such a hurdle to overcome. And then you wish you could just go to the Caribbean Court of Justice. That, that is what we, that's what we need. But to all my Grenadian friends out there, I hope you enjoyed listening to your country lately done. To all my other listeners, thank you for joining us. This has been This Week in Interview a tdnradio.net production. Thank you to engineer and producer Sam. A special good night to the class, my classmates from grammar school. A very sad week for us this week. We lost one of our, one of our classmates, um, class of 83. And um, on Friday, I will be attending his wake. So hopefully I'll be able to represent us at that. There's a week for him in the Bronx. Um, Clement, Clement Isidore. And you listeners, good night. I, I wish you uh, a really wonderful week until we meet next week. Wednesday, we are hurtling into the Christmas season. And therefore, I'm going to go out playing a little bit more of Parang music from Grenada. Mitanticom, um, you know, when Christmas time comes. Tanticom with gifts and toys and, and maybe some ham. So let's, let's see if we enjoy a little bit of music, and I will see you next week, Wednesday. This is Good Night from me, your host, Anthony Drago. Mm-hmm.